Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. As you make your way north of the Patuxent River up to 216, give the crews room to work over on the far right side. So move over to the left as you make your way up. You've got plenty of room up there. There are no delays, a very late volume of traffic. Otherwise, around town, the major issue is foggy conditions, heavy at times, very dense, especially at places like the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Taking a look at that now, taking a look at that now. Very difficult to see, lots of reduced visibility, but all lanes are open as you make your way between the western shore and the eastern shore. The WTOP Traffic Center is presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Fog still across the area here early this morning, just not quite as widespread. Fog will start lifting through the morning hours after around 6, 7 o'clock. So we'll see conditions improve and there might even be a spotty shower or two. Temperatures mid 50s to mid 60s this morning. I mean, that's really incredibly warm for this time of the year. We'll be around 70 degrees this afternoon with some sunshine coming our way. On Saturday, cooler mid 50s with rain returning by Saturday late evening. I'm 7 News, Chief Meter. Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 55 degrees in Washington and 259. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good Friday morning, January 26th. I'm Dean Lane. Coming up this 3 a.m. hour Friday on WTOP. Locally, a woman connected to two stabbings and several hit and runs. And the attacks happening in Prince George's County. In custody this Friday morning, Alabama, the first state to use nitrogen gas to execute a death row inmate. Why the owner of the Wizards and Capitals says a move to Alexandria for the teams is the right call. I'm Mike Marilla. Where you'll feel the impact of Maryland's transportation budget cuts, literally. I'm John Doman. It's 3 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Christopher Cruz. Alabama has executed Kenneth Smith with nitrogen gas, the first time that method's been used in the U.S. CBS's Manuel Bajorquez says the state failed to execute Smith by lethal injection in 2020. Lawyers of Mr. Smith argued that that caused all kinds of PTSD and stress and um, conditions that he had to deal with as a result of that first botched attempt. And that combined with that, a new experimental way of execution, they as cruel and unusual punishment. Millions of people from Louisiana to West Virginia are under flood watches and more rain is expected in the days ahead. CBS's Janet Shamlian is in Conroe, Texas, which is under a disaster declaration. A city submerged. Cars plowing through floodwater in Mandeville, Louisiana, north of New Orleans. This is what six inches of rain in less than 24 hours looks like. A first responder helping a passenger to safety. In Texas, the storm is over, but the emergency is ongoing. A 25-year-old professional dancer has died after eating a mislabeled cookie containing peanuts. CBS News New York reporter Natalie Dudridge has the tragic story. Stu Leonard's grocery chain issued a recall for Florentine wafers sold under the store's brand at locations in Newington and Danbury and posted this video to their website. Water from an outside supplier. And unfortunately, the supplier changed the recipe and started 
Oil from soy nuts to peanuts. An attorney representing the manufacturer Cookies United sent multiple emails to Stu Leonard's alerting employees about the change in ingredients. Closing arguments are scheduled for later this morning in the defamation damages case brought by E. Jean Carroll against former President Trump. CBS's Katrina Kaufman will be there. There will be closing arguments, then the judge will give the jury instructions, and then the jury will deliberate. So it's plausible we could maybe even have a decision by the end of the day. Trump testified for a few minutes yesterday before the judge ended his testimony because Trump didn't follow the rules on what he could say to the jury. The head of the UN's World Health Organization, Tedros Ghebreyesus, says conditions in Gaza are, quote, hellish. People are facing death or risk of death because of hunger and starvation and famine. The man from Seattle who police say has been stalking and harassing singer Taylor Swift has now been ordered held without bail. 33-year-old David Crow has been arrested multiple times in recent days right in front of Smith's, a Swift's home in Manhattan. He's now been ordered to undergo a psychiatric examination. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. WTOP at 303. Friday morning, January 26, 2024. Morning showers and fog give way to afternoon sun. Veronica says the high today this Friday should be somewhere between 65 and 72. We are looking at 55 degrees in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. Welcome in. Topping the stories we're following for you this morning locally on this Friday. A woman suspected locally of committing two stabbings in a string of hit-and-run attacks in Prince George's County on Thursday is now, this Friday morning, we're told, in police custody. The first attack happened just after 5 p.m. Thursday on Ritchie Road and Forest Park in Capitol Heights. An adult female suffered minor injuries after being struck by a car. That adult female was walking on the sidewalk at the time that she was struck by the vehicle. That was Prince George's County Police Deputy Chief James McCreary. Minutes later, the person of interest hit two other people on Ritchie Road in Landover. Police say she then got out of the car and stabbed one of them, a 15-year-old teenage boy. He was taken to a local hospital with critical injuries last night. The other victim is expected to be okay this morning. Police were there, then notified of another situation with two people stuck, struck by the same car on Addison Road Thursday. Addison Road South in Capitol Heights, to be exact. In this case, an adult male suffered non-life-threatening injuries. Within minutes, we received the report of another pedestrian struck at the 1,000 block of Addison Road South. His injuries are also considered minor. The last attack happened at a gas station last night in Latham around 6.30 Thursday. Another man was stabbed and critically injured. Police say this morning the attacks were random and that the woman was driving a dark-colored sedan at the time. Authorities say they will provide an update later today, this Friday. We'll keep you updated here on WTOP. Just keep your dial right where it is. The owner of the Wizards and the Capitals is taking his case now for moving the teams to Alexandria, Virginia, directly to the fans. Just last month, you may remember Ted Leonsis and Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin got together and announced a partnership and a plan to move the teams across the Potomac River to a $2 billion sports complex in Potomac Yard. The reaction from fans and D.C. area residents alike has been, well, a mixed bag at best. While he says the Capitals and Wizards belong to the entire DMV, in an email to fans, the owner of Monumental Sports, Ted Leonsis, 
says not only will the move give fans a state-of-the-art arena, the Potomac Yard Entertainment District will provide the teams with the space needed to make championship contenders. He also says with 44% of the fans for both teams living in Virginia, the site will be more accessible for fans with Metro Car and even water taxi access. On Capital One Arena, he says, the needs of downtown Washington, D.C. and its businesses and residents are significant and challenging for the city, but says Monumental looks to be a part of the area's next renaissance, as he calls it. Virginia would own the new arena in a public-private partnership. It's a plan lawmakers still need to green light. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Meanwhile, big changes are coming for the Wizards. Wes Unsell Jr. out as a head coach this morning. Assistant Brian Keith will serve, we hear, as interim head coach. Wizards radio play-by-play voice and WTOP Sports Director Emeritus Dave Johnson joins us to talk about the transition. The reasoning that was given to me was they were just looking for a new voice to kind of maximize discovery of player abilities and, and also some stylistic options for the teams going forward. So it's not necessarily an indictment of anything that Wes Unsell Jr. was not doing right or wrong. It's just the determination that they felt at this point, that halfway through this season, they had to make a change. It is legitimate transitioning to a, a front office role. So it's it's not the traditional firing in a sense. The team is saddled with the second worst record right now in the NBA, losing to the Jazz on Thursday. WTOP News Time, now 3.06 Friday morning. Let's talk transportation for months. Leaders in Maryland have been saying money is tight, and that message is coming through loud and clear this week as members of the Prince George's County Council heard about where the state will and will not have money to spend. The big hit comes from the $650 million cuts to Maryland State Highway's state of good repair funding, money that's used to resurface roads around the region. That does lead to less driver comfort and lower service level conditions of the road. Will Pines is SHA's administrator. He also told the council it restricts our ability to replace aging uh, critical maintenance equipment like dump trucks, tractor mowers, and bucket trucks that are beyond the replacement cycle. A new interchange at Medical Center Drive is also being deferred, though the design of that interchange has been criticized for not being pedestrian or bike-friendly. So this buys time. In Largo, John Dome in WTOP News. If you're like me, 60 and retired, making ends meet, especially here at the supermarket and drugstore, is tough. I'm so blessed to have found BenefitsCheckup.org. It's a free and confidential website from the National Council on Aging that connected me to $1,200 a year in programs that help pay for food, medicine, utilities, and more. Maybe it can help you. BenefitsCheckup.org. Good morning. Welcome into WTLP. Friday morning, January 26th. Time now is 3 Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Good morning to Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Uh, on northbound 95 in Maryland, uh, activity over on the far right shoulder. This is vehicle recovery and removal after that crash just after Skaggsville Road heading up to the Howard County Welcome Center. The travel lanes are open. Indeed, both sides of 95, the travel lanes are open. You just notice this activity over on the far right shoulder. So as you make your way past the Patuxent River up to 216, be sure to move over to the far left side to give the crews room to work to remove the two tractor trailers and the SUV involved in this accident. No need to crowd the far right lane. Plenty of room over on the far left side. In Virginia, good-looking ride continues up and down the 95 corridor with no delays between Springfield and Fredericksburg. 66 running in the clear, leaving the Beltway, heading all the way out to Winchester. Inside the Beltway, it's a clear ride.
in from Falls Church heading to the Roosevelt Bridge. There is a remnants of the accident that's still working, but this is out in Loudoun County. This is on the Leesburg Pike in the vicinity of the Snookersville Turnpike. You'll find the right lane is blocked as you make your way on the uh, on the approach to Blue Ridge Memorial Road. Uh, so just uh, over by Appalachian National Scenic Trail in that general area. Watch out for the accident activity on westbound Leesburg Pike. Police on the scene, watch out for that right lane closure. Move over to the left if you're heading out in that general direction, heading into Berryville. There are no delays on the Leesburg Pike as you make your way out of the Beltway heading up to Leesburg. I'm Ken Berker, WTOP Traffic. Our afternoon will be so much better than this morning. In fact, I'm going to say today's going to be a fantastic Friday once this fog gets out of here. Right now, though, we still have just that. Fog across the area should be uh, lifting through the morning hours. A few showers also left lingering. And check out the temperatures, mid-50s to mid-60s throughout the area. Later today, with some sunshine, we'll get up to around 70 degrees with our afternoon temperature. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We're up a few to 63 degrees in Washington this 3 a.m. hour. Friday morning, January 26th, brought to you this morning by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. It's 310 Friday morning. On WTOP, we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. We check in now this early morning with Jeff Claypool. Microsoft is firing 1,900 people in its video game division after acquiring Call of Duty maker Activision. The U.S. economy had its best year for growth in two years. Full-year GDP last year, 2.5%. Startup airline Bermudaire is launching nonstop flights from BWI Marshall to Bermuda starting in March with introductory fares as low as $99. The Dow rallied 243 points Thursday. The S&P 500 up 26. Both closed at records. Jeff Claywell, WTOP News. Asian stocks end mixed. The Nikkei was down by 485 points. The Hang Seng was down 283. The Shanghai up by four points. The Cuspy was up by eight points this morning. 311 on WTOP. Good morning. Glad you're with us. LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs and Violence, is the most rapidly growing drug and violence prevention charity in the United States. By using an evidence-based, tested, and proven effective curricula taught by law enforcement and educators, LEAD's school-based anti-drug and anti-violence program empowers children to make the right decisions about drugs, violence, alcohol, and bullying. Learn more about LEAD at leadrugs.org or follow us at We Are LEAD, sponsored by LEAD Incorporated. Friday morning, January 26th. Welcome in. Thanks for starting your early 3 a.m. hour with us here at TOP. If you're just rising with us this morning, you can expect a mix of morning showers and patchy fog thick in some places this overnight early morning. That should burn off for some afternoon sun, according to Veronica. The high today, this Friday, 65 to 72. We're at 63 in Washington right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. Welcome in. Glad you're with us this hour at 312 in the morning on WTOP. This is WTOP News. Let's talk politics on WTOP this early Friday morning, campaign 2024. Next month, the Supreme Court will hear arguments on whether or not former President Donald J. Trump is even eligible to be on the 2024 presidential ballot. And while amicus briefs from states, lawmakers, law professors, and interest groups have flooded into the high court, the Justice Department has stayed silent so far on the matter. So why is the Biden administration so tight-lipped right now when it comes to the political future of President Biden's likely foe in the 2024 election? 
This morning, Politico's senior legal affairs reporter Josh Gerstein joins our Dimitri Sotis on Skype with his thoughts on what this silence might actually reflect. I think it reflects a uh, conclusion on the part of the Justice Department and perhaps Attorney General Merrick Garland. Um, Another person who's key here is the Solicitor General who represents the uh, U.S. government at the Supreme Court, Elizabeth Prilogar, that whatever they had to say on this subject um, is so politically delicate, uh, delicate, and it might also be viewed as um, automatically being discounted because of uh, President Biden's sort of personal political interests in the matter, that they're better off keeping their legal views to themselves rather than doing what the Justice Department normally does in cases of significant constitutional dimension, and that is uh, filing the U.S. government's position with the justices and sometimes asking for time to argue during the case uh, when it is presented to the Supreme Court. That's supposed to happen uh, about two weeks from now on February 8th. There seems to also be an an underlying philosophy from the part of President Biden and those around him that you never want to be seen in any way weaponizing the Justice Department. But I know it's very clear to you, you pay attention to all the facts, that the other side, the GOP and the the Trump supporters, very much accuse uh, Joe Biden of weaponizing his Justice Department. What he seems to have taken steps to avoid that at all costs. Right. I mean, one of the questions here is like, how much weight would the Justice Department give to President Joe Biden's comments on this issue? And it should be said, uh, right after the Colorado Supreme Court came out with their ruling, 4-3 ruling, saying that Trump should be kicked off the ballot uh, there because uh, their view, he was an insurrectionist. Um, Biden did make some comments to reporters about this, saying he wasn't going to get into the legal issue, but he basically did consider Trump to be an insurrectionist and that any sort of, in his view, any sensible person would agree with that conclusion. You know, as you say, Dimitri, there has been a concern on the part of the White House that they not be seen as directing the activities of the Justice Department to an excessive extent. And so everyone that I spoke to thinks that that's a factor here, but there are some people, particularly those who are pushing this case to have uh, the former president disqualified. Uh, a very prominent former judge, Mike Luddick, told me uh, that he believes the Justice Department has a legal sort of ethical obligation to step in here and give their views because there are all kinds of areas of law that could be affected by the way the court hands down a decision in this 14th Amendment case, not simply what their bottom line result is. And that judge that you were speaking with has uh, quite a conservative background, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's an appointee, a Republican appointee, was considered at one point, I think, the most one of the most conservative judges on the federal bench. He was considered by President Bush for the Supreme Court, and ultimately President Bush went in a different direction. Uh, But he's someone with pretty strong conservative bona fides, and he believes that the 14th Amendment, in fact, requires that uh, former President Trump be uh, disqualified. So he's a voice here that has drawn a lot of attention because of his conservative Republican background. Political senior leader. Legal Affairs reporter Josh Gerstein on Skype here on WTLP talking with Dimitri. Look on this Friday morning at the top stories we're following for you. Some of them this morning here at WTLP. Police in Prince George's County locally have located a person of interest connected to two stabbings and a string of hit and runs that happened on Thursday. Alabama has executed a man using nitrogen gas for the first time ever. President Trump briefly takes the stand in his defamation trial Thursday in New York for three minutes. Keep it here for more in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com.
Super Saturday. Save 30% off on all furniture at Ashley. Super Saturday. One day of the year. This Saturday, get our best offers. Save 30% off on all furniture, plus free delivery. Super Saturday is 30% off every Ashley living room, every Ashley dining room, and every Ashley bedroom, plus free delivery. Super Saturday is the best time to buy new furniture. Ashley sofas, just $4.99. Ashley queen beds, only $2.49. Super Saturday, 10 to 9, this Saturday at Ashley. Visit homestores.store for participating locations near you. Coming up next half hour, there's 3 a.m. over Friday for you on WTOP. Do you know the signs of human trafficking? Montgomery County is working to ramp up training on recognizing the crime. I'm Valerie Bong. It's 317. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. Here are the top questions from homeowners in the new year. Can my roof survive another winter? And can my bank account survive if my roof doesn't? Trust PJ Fitzpatrick for the answer. Roofing done right the first time and roofing priced like it was last year. That's right. To keep their crews working this winter, PJ Fitzpatrick will set all prices back a year and guarantee your estimate for all of 2024. Plus, they guarantee their work for the life of your roof. Visit TrustPJ.com to schedule your free consultation and price lock guarantee. It's Friday, January 26th. Time now is 318. On WTOP, traffic and weather on the 8th, we bring you... 24-7. Let's check in now this early morning with Ken Berger in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Looking at 95 in Virginia, up and down, all lanes are clear. Not seeing any delays at all. What we are seeing is some patchy ground fog here and there, especially around the Occoquan. Also seeing some areas of misty rain. So uh, that misty rain could leave a little bit of a slick ride with the oil and debris on the roadway. So again, take it easy, but all lanes are open and not seeing any delays whatsoever up and down the 95 corridor. 66 in Virginia, clear between the Beltway heading out to uh, Winchester. Inside the Beltway, 66 wide open, no delays. We had a work zone reported over by Spout Run Parkway, but not seeing any evidence of that. We do have the work zone shutting down Glebe Road in both directions. Between 123 and Military Road over near the Chain Bridge uh, in Ver- in uh, Maryland, still dealing with the remnants of that accident northbound 95 after 216. The accident vehicles remain over on the far right shoulder. There's a couple of tractor trailers involved in this crash. Also an SUV involved, and uh, the crews are on the scene working to uh, remove them from the shoulder. So you still see the flashing lights as you make the approach to the Howard County Welcome Center. As you come north on 95 past the Patuxent River, be sure to move over to the far left side. Give the crews a lot of room to work. No need to crowd the right side. You've got plenty of room over on the far left side. No delays on 50, leaving the capital to the Bay Bridge. At the Bay Bridge, lots of fog, very dense at times, especially out over the bay. But all lanes are open either direction. Just use caution and stay alert. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Still tracking fog here early this morning. That fog will gradually get better as the day breaks. A few showers expected around the area also. Temperatures mid-50s to mid-60s. And boy, is it going to warm up today. Yesterday, we were in the mid-60s in a few neighborhoods Today, around 70 degrees, with even a chance for some sunshine peeking through the cloud deck during the afternoon. Saturday, a couple of dry hours in the morning and early afternoon. Temperatures will be topping out in the mid-50s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. You're waking up this early 3 a.m. hour, Friday morning, January 26th. Welcome in to 62 degrees in Alexandria, 59 pin quarter. Quite comfortable in most of the region this morning, 53 in Columbia, down at Couple to 61 now in our nation's capital. Brought to you this morning by Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted. Same day service, seven days a week. Check them out. Lynn the Plumber Heating and Air. And still ahead. D.C.'s Fire and EMS is about to deploy a new life-saving strategy to bring critical care to trauma scenes. I'm Kate Ryan. WTOP at 321. 
If you're new to WTOP, welcome. This is where you'll hear news that impacts you. We are hearing about an incident in Bethesda. A storm system is moving across northern Virginia. Two crashes on I-270 with two lanes blocked. Here's the latest expert advice on college admissions. A new drug for Alzheimer's is offering new hope. If you've been relying on WTOP News for years, thank you for being a loyal listener. WTOP News. Facts matter. I heard it on WTOP. By the Lord for the night. Every moment counts if you're at risk or living with lung cancer. And anyone with lungs can get lung cancer. It causes more cancer deaths than breast, colon, and prostate combined. And while there may be moments where you question your next step, through it all, GoTo for Lung Cancer is here for you. We are your community. For screening, treatment, and survivorship support, GoTo is your go-to. Confronting lung cancer starts here. Visit goto.org. Good Friday morning, 322 on WTOP. Glad you're with us this morning. This is WTOP News. Prosecutors are telling a Michigan jury this week that the mother of a then 15-year-old high school shooter should be found guilty herself of involuntary manslaughter. It's believed to be the first case in the nation in which a parent is charged in a mass shooting at a school. Jennifer Crumley didn't pull the trigger that day. But she is responsible for those deaths. Prosecutor Mark Keist says Jennifer Crumbly could have prevented the killings of four students at Oxford High School if she had told school officials that her son had a gun like the one he had drawn a picture of in a classroom. Defense attorney Shannon Smith says prosecuting the mother does not serve any purpose. An effort to make people feel like someone is being held responsible. Teacher Molly Darnell described being shot by a masked gunman. I had texted my husband, I love you, active shooter. Um, And then I started feeling blood dripping down my arm. Ethan Crumbly was sentenced last month to life in prison. I'm Jackie Quinn. Human trafficking under reported crime, it is, but according to Montgomery County, they're hoping now to change that during Human Trafficking Awareness Month, which this is. It is happening right here in our own backyard. Jody Finkelstein, executive director of Montgomery County's Commission for Women, said that many people don't realize human trafficking is happening locally. It's just very underreported. It can happen in people's homes. It can happen in hotels. It can happen in business establishments. There were about 30 reported cases last year, but they said this is probably much lower than the actual number. They're working on educating police, fire departments, and schools on how to see the signs, as well as cracking down on local businesses that may be facilitating human trafficking. It can happen to men. It can happen to women. It can happen to children as well. Valerie Bonk, WTOP News. When someone has been shot in an accident or has an illness and is in desperate need of blood, there's one treatment that can actually help save a life if it's done early. DC Fire and EMS is getting ready now to that end to roll out a new strategy, we're told, that would let paramedics give patients blood. DC Fire and EMS Chief John Donnelly says having trained paramedics able to carry out transfusions before a patient arrives at a hospital is being introduced in D.C. It's a strategy used in other areas like Loudoun County. We've watched what they've done, we've learned from them, and I think we're ready to bring this high level of care to our patients. Dr. David Wittberg, Assistant Medical Director with D.C. Fire and EMS, says the mortality rate for trauma patients who've suffered severe blood loss is high, 20%. Reducing death from hemorrhage is an area where we have the potential to make a profoundly positive impact on patient outcomes in the district. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. 
Sports at 25 and 55. WTOP at 325. Rob's turn this 3 a.m. hour. Different coach, 